This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Luca Nation, your collectible episode before the opening bell. Oh, it's the Fractional Report before opening bell brought to you by Collectible. You nailed it, man. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. And you know, I mean, brought to you on location here with a cigar and a two liter. You know, lots of fun. We're having some fun Last here. Last year you were on a balcony. Now you have like a whole house behind you. Yeah, man. Moving up in the world, you know. I can't, I'd like to say it's from our collectible portfolio making moves this week, but we did not trade anything this week. So liquidity is something we definitely want to talk about. It's one of those things where, you know, we can have, you know, Ezra come in, maybe do kind of like a quarterly report on the things that they're doing to maybe increase liquidity on the platform. Um, one of the things I suggested was have some trumpets playing in the background, get people in the mood. So hopefully you enjoy that during the episode here. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of those things, you know, I mean, I, I purchased some stuff. You guys, you know, can, you know, you can take a look at last week. You know, I posted a picture of it. I did not trade this week. There were no, you know, opportunities in any of the items I bought. Um, you know, part of my strategy on it was, um, you know, this Mickey Mantle sale, you know, and maybe the turn to vintage. Uh, maybe people looking at Hank Aaron, maybe looking at Roberto Clemente. Um, I was a little late to the party on the mantles. The mantle seven and eight had already moved up a little bit. Um, you know, mine is kind of an ancillary play on that, but you'll notice that we still own exactly the same shares, a portfolio $30 or something during the week. You know, there was one trade in Mahomes, I think that caused that. So while we do that, KG, are you, how's your internet right now? A little bit of you. I'll go through the data when you're back. Hey, you're back. I'm back. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I mean, basically, it was just saying that, you know, there really wasn't much opportunity to trade, not much liquidity on the platform. I'm hoping that, you know, the mantle craziness from, you know, ending auctions this weekend, you know, changes that, um, you know, obviously it's setting a record. Um, there are, you know, there are, there are, there's a lot of vintage cards, a lot of high end stuff on collectibles platform. Um, you know, I will mention something that is relevant for you fractional fans out there. I know a lot of people listen to this who, you know, who, who might not listen to our other episodes. I noticed, I think it's on a mantle, believe it or not. I think it's on a mantle. Um, Rally is doing the first fractional stock split. Um, and I think that is a way to potentially increase liquidity as well. I know, I don't think Collectible has done it yet, but I, I, you know, I try to read up on what's going on in the fractional space just so that I, you know, can be as informed and inform you guys. But one of the mantle cards that they have on their platform, I think they're doing a 10 to one share split. And, you know, the thought there is that everybody who owns one share will now have 10. Everybody who owns 10 shares will now have a hundred. The price comes down and those, you know, those stock splits usually do increase liquidity a little bit. Um, you know, something like that, you know, may work, um, you know, you know, in the short term, a lot of the items on collectible, they have pretty low share prices already to begin with, um, you know, $2, $3, good. Shoot, something I would do. I don't know if this is compliant because what, what makes fractional difficult is they're regulated. And when you're regulated, you play by different rules. Like, I don't think you could market or advertise the same way, for example. 
But depending on the duration of holding something, Cage is at Disney World, but it's actually really just like a replica of Saw is, is what I'm picturing now. Disney World. Oh, man, you know, you should see somebody, want, a kid wants a churro, and I just saw mom say no, 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 no. And that's yeah. the sound? No, no, and, and the kid was like flipping out, wanted a churro. Swirling. You know, Swirling. Curdling. That's how you teach the kid. Swirling. <laughs> Blood curdling um, scream. Yeah, and his mom, mom is now giving the kid a churro. Mom is now wow. giving. So that, that, that worked. Meanwhile, if, if mom doesn't take the churro and smash it over the kid, I'm just playing. Maybe. What are you? Re- yeah, what kind of behavior? Are you <laughs> what are you? What are you reinforcing here? What are you doing? Come on, man. That reminds me of literally every one of our old contractors, the, the people that used to work with us. I'm the I'm the blood curling screamer though in that scenario. <laughs> They're the ones giving me the churro. Uh, but oh, duration of holding an asset, you get like tokens or bonus points, and at events at national or mint, you get access to do stuff. Or hey, you get you know collectible gear or thing or appearances with athletes. Tie in holding duration and trading to like I know it's very NFTX, but I'm wondering if they could do that to incentivize either collectors or day traders with either showing up at events or access or collectible gear. Interesting stuff to you know to talk about. I mean, it is what it is. By the way, one of the one of the items that's in the down three. Is one of the ones from our portfolio, the Mahomes. Um, yeah, down thirty. I think. What Please. Yep. So J- Jesse talked about that. Like, how many times has the card changed hands? Right. Yep. So it's actually interesting to think about uh, from that perspective, right? Like, we on collectible want to be in assets that don't change hands very often, and the question is why. Well, the less something changes hands, in theory, the more valuable. It is not in price, but the more desirable it is. For example, Cage has lots of $100 bills in his pocket. How yep. many people do you think have touched that $100 bill? Thousands. And as a yeah. result, it doesn't feel very valuable because you know you could give it and get it right back. True. So the Mahomes card is a card that I think is has changed hands more than we've seen any other top player recently because he had that run-up, right? Yep. yep. And in this last year and a half, I think it's been kind of like a consolidation. People who bought it early taking profits, new collectors coming in. And then you add to that cage. Well, January to now is there's no football. If you're Correct. not in the Super Bowl, there's nothing. So his sell off has been, in my opinion, a supply run and yep. no news. And, I and no we, action. I think when we come into season, people who are selling are going to be like, what am I doing here? He's still the best quarterback. He's still the best of all the bunch that's coming up next. And most of the people have already sold. So I actually expect a, a, a significant bump up in his like index. So that card, I can tell you exactly. Andrew's hundred percent right. It's exactly what my thought was on the card. The last eight, five, and we're talking about the national treasures, RPA, BGS, eight, five out of 99. Last one sold in February. So just like you said, hasn't been much going on. You know, since January, February, um, not much going on, not much deal on that. And, um, you know, no football, no, but now the football's coming. Now he's going to start lighting up again. He's going to start doing Mahomes things. That that one in February sold for ninety three thousand, and the last the, the the Mahomes here on on collectible is currently trading at fifty one five. 
significantly below what that one was trading at. So, I mean, just real interesting stuff, let me tell you. I mean, that was down second most. The the, the most down card was, uh, not card, uh, piece of memorabilia, is Kobe Bryant, 16, game one, Black History Month sneakers photo matched, down 39%. Um, you know, we've talked about this a bunch of times. The You know, the, the sneakers, the, you know, the, the game one memorabilia, they're up, they're down, they're, you know, they're, it, it 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 sounds like a huge swing, but it's a couple shares here and there get traded, and it moves these things in you know in, in large amounts. Same thing, actually, believe it or not, with that Mahomes. And the last one is the Corey Seager, the 2012 Bowman Chrome Orange. Um, you know, you know the, the Rangers, basket, right, Cage? Yeah. It, cardboard irrelevant at this point. We talked about that when he got traded. It definitely was. It was definitely was better for him to be on the Dodgers. You know, I mean, he signed a big deal. It was good for him, but not so much for his cards. On the upside, we talked about the Ovechkin 05 the Cup last week, and that is one of the three high up, up 137%. There was one item higher than that, and it's weird. It's another one of those things, you know, maybe someone's looking to, you know, get a position in this card and maybe try to buy it out because it's not a lot of them. You know, you know, maybe it's – it's uh, he's been playing all right in high A ball, but it's, it's a little confusing to me. Um, the Jason Dominguez – uh, 20 Bowman orange refractor BGS 95 numbered out of 25 was up almost 150% this week. There was a sale of this in Alt's liquid auction in June. So not that long ago, but obviously it's a different auction now in Alt. That was still when you needed to have your money in there. Right. Um, but that was sold for 12,300 and the market cap on this one after this week's run up is $35,000. So three times that sale in June. It's a little high. So I mean, it's a little, little odd. I know he's, he's starting to turn it around and play a little better in high A, but still. That one, that's a, it's a little surprising to me, that price. We should be able to short. We should be able to short the market on collectible. Make it happen, guys. That will add a little liquidity. You'll bring in the bears and the bulls will be competitive. Because right now, you could really only take long positions, right? But if you have short, you know, they're borrowing shares. There's less flow. Whew, then it gets interesting. You know, then we got the, the GameStop short squeeze on these people. I would short that stock. Is it too late to get in on the mantles? You know me, I'm a contrarian play, right? I would have loved to have gotten in on the mantle eight when it was trading in the one ones. I would have loved to have gotten in on the PSA seven when it was in the twos. Obviously, I think everyone had the same idea that we talked about on this show to get in on those mantles. We didn't get in ourselves <laughs> because we didn't have the, our, our, our fund in yet. But is this one of those zigzag type of things, right? Everyone's watching the Heritage auction. Everybody's watching that one. You know, it's going to set a record. The PSA 8's at 1.3, and the PSA 7's at $327,000 already. You know, I think most folks are expecting those to go up. Is, is this a case where people bought them a couple weeks ago just specifically to sell them on Monday morning, and you're going to have more people looking to sell than buy, and they can't sell, and then they're, they start to look out? Might we see the reverse? Might we see a buying opportunity if, if that immediate, wow, Monday morning buy isn't there? You know what I mean? What are your thoughts on that, man? So I think high ends do for a correction in general. Like, Cage, you bought your mantle a, 18 months ago or 24 months ago, and it's gone up 5 or 6x since that time. Look at him. He's, he's talking to the kid with the churro. Um, it's gone no, up. security just came over. I thought they were going to tell me to stop smoking or something, but, but they don't care. He didn't. He just said, hey, how are you doing today? I said, hey, I'm doing good. I'm creating content. What do you what do you mean? I'm doing fantastic back-to-back episodes. No, here's what I think. I think high ends do for a correction. And 
I think there's a lot of participants in the market, but I would wait on the sidelines for things to correct and then have cash available. So what I mean is I'll use my Jordan analysis. Like I would say if you average it out, the PSA 10 price of all the Jordans that are hitting the market is like 55 bucks. But sometimes they end at $30 as a comp, right? And if you're able to spot those, now you bought in at 60%. 55 65 and you have a good entry so i think the same thing is going to happen with the high-end market i think as these auctions play out in the next four months some things will end well but some things will fall flat and when they fall flat i think there's going to be a correction on collectible and you could use other people's exit as a nice entry that's how i would play it in this collectible application so i I mean I don't think Mantle has corrected. I think Mantle has just been up. I mean, I the only counterpoint that I would make on it is I don't know when Mantle has ever corrected. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know when Mantle's ever gone five up five X in two years. But I mean five X in two years by comparison. At the same time, if you move you so can't do about, that, you can't move the goalpost. But it is I don't know when Mantle ever corrected. And then I'm like, well, I don't know when Mantle ever went up 5X. And you're like, well, everything went up 5X. No, but Mantle's, when when there are record prices, the cards usually go up. And I guess the difference is, right, like, you know, we talked in yesterday's episode about the Kobe Bryant, Topps Chrome uh, rookie card in PSA 10 and how that one ran from, you know, a couple thousand bucks to $30,000. And now it's back down to, you know, five or six or whatever it's at for. Um Mantle didn't do that. That's the difference, right? It doesn't have to correct the same way that that some of these other cards did, right? It's not a Giannis base that went up to $7,000. It's not a Luca Silver that went up to almost 10000 or maybe more, whatever that was at its peak. Like Mantle, you know, two years ago, yes, let's just call it a PSA 5, hypothetically, right? Was right. was fifty-two, $55,000, and now it's two hundred or 170 or whatever it is. It's a five x overall over two years, right? That's you know that's a that's a that's a, a one and a half x or a two x, and then followed by another one x, one and a half. I mean one and a half, two x. That's not a huge thing year over year, you know. That's not that's not ten x in in you know in a very short period like some of the modern cards did. Sure, it's a it, it, you would be thrilled to be able to tell somebody you go walk into a bank and say I'm gonna give you fifty grand in two years from now I want you to give me 250 anyone would take that clearly that's a run-up that you don't expect but when you compare that type of a run-up to you know some of the other things we've seen over that same time period can it correct sure I don't think your comparison is is to the right thing what should I compare it to I think you should compare it back to previous performance so like the Luca went up 10x previously the, the highest it ever went up was 2x the mantle went up 5x, but the previous high over a 12-month period might have been 50% is like a huge jump. So the ratio between – like, does that make more sense? Like, I would yeah. No, it does. It does. It definitely does. I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I guess what will happen is we'll, we'll see, right? We'll see. I think it's due. I think it – I literally think it's due for a correction because um, it's – I think we need to strip away. Like, yes, I, I agree it's a desirable asset, but it's not the most rare card either in the lower grades. Um, the creator, look at her. The manager just came to our room. Okay. Okay. He just All said right. to stop. So we'll stop. Okay. okay, thanks. I guess I gotta stop smoking. There's Hi, The kids can't handle anything. That's right. live on the air. Bye. And then this is what it is. So there you go. I gotta stop smoking my cigar, guys. It is what it is.
Yeah, here you if go. You tell him how much you pay for the service to smoke. But I mean, what can you do? What can you do, guys? You can't even enjoy your vacation. No one's getting into a hall. You're an no one's getting into a hall. I'm an a hall here. Dude, well, guys, you, you finished smoking the cigar anyway. Yeah, it's done. It's finished. But it's now done. you're gonna have it in the back of your head. Can you smoke tomorrow? I'm gonna be angry now. I'm gonna be angry. I'm not coming here ever again. Nobody put I'm baby the in asshole. the corner. I'm the asshole. I would Nobody never. Nobody put baby in the corner. I would never. I would never eat here. I would never eat here. I would never eat here. Eh, what can you do? Cage you Cage do? gets Uber Eats delivered to his timeshare. I do several times. Several times during during the week. Several times. But yeah, look, it is what it is. You know, I mean, you know, stuff happens. He's but guys, what guy, instead seeing? of telling you on camera not to to. to he was here. He could have said something. He went to no. the room. He went to the front door. I mean, just bother, bother kids. They're watching cartoons or whatever it is they're doing in there. Now, you know, now he said like to put out the cigar. He put it out. You got to stop smoking. Leah. The manager came. The manager came. All right, whatever. It was Deny what it till you die. What cigar are you talking about? My dad doesn't nah, dude. smoke. There's cameras everywhere. My I dad doesn't, has never laid any smoke on his lips. That's what Leah needs to say. Anyway, okay. So I think Mantle's due for a correction. Cage doesn't. Cage would would not buy jersey number. I would. You guys decide. <laughs> no, uh, but listen. But more importantly, right? I mean, let's let's. There are there are a lot of big cards coming up for auction, right? If you guys haven't listened, listen to our um, our episode with Jesse Craig, right? And one of the things that we talked about for PWCC, one of the things we talked about there was that things continue to come up for auction. Things come up for auction. I guess one of the interesting things that I'd be looking out for is. You know, when this SGC 9.5 mantle sells, right, and it sets a record and it's all over the news Monday morning, you know, you open up, you're commuting to work, it's on Yahoo, it's all over the place and it sells for, you know, the crazy amount that it sells for. Um, what's going to what's gonna happen on that, right? Do, do Does an 8 materialize? Because it's been a little while since an 8 came up for sale. And if you guys, if you go back um, to the beginning of last year, there were a bunch of 8s that sold. Golden had a few of them sell in you know every couple of months because the the Rob G Mantle nine sold and it and, and it set a new uh, high water mark at five point two million dollars and all of a sudden everybody was like wow if that's five point two what are these worth and I think an eight sold for over two and then another one sold for in the ones then it sold for less than that then one of them sold I think for slightly under a million. And, you know, then a couple of them sold and went up a little bit more. It's the same exact thing we talk about, right, where, where you know, a new price is set, supply kind of comes out of the woodwork, and then new floors are set for these things. I'm wondering if that happens. I'm wondering if a 9 comes up. I'm wondering if, you know, after a 9.5 uh, sells, I wonder if somebody sells a 9. Or I'm wondering if an 8 sells, and then you have a more direct comp and what kind of impact that may have on the market here. Because right now, your, your, your collectible 8 is at 1.3. You know, if an eight materializes after this nine five sale, and we haven't seen an eight sell for a while, we haven't seen a nine sell for a long time. Maybe the eight, maybe it's a bidding war. Maybe an eight sells for two or two point one. All of a sudden, this one three becomes, you know, quote unquote, a bargain, a million three bargain. That's the interesting thing, right? Because you know, we we talk about comps, we talk about like comparisons and data points. You know, an SGC nine five is one of these like it's in a different, you know, universe from even an eight, and definitely from a seven. It's not exactly, you know, move the needle, but what follows may. That make any sense? It, it makes a ton of sense, man. I, I think how the 9-5 finishes. So what makes this a little bit interesting and a little speculative is we're recording this episode on a Saturday before Heritage 
auction closes, right? And I know what I'm bidding on weekly. I don't really want to bid up the price early. I'm going to kind of wait till the end and see yep. what happens in extended bidding. Yep. This could end at 11. It could end at 20. Extended bidding is like overtime. You guys out there who have, have bet over-unders, you know you might have a good under until it goes to overtime. So same with this. You have a 9.5. If a 9.5 ends at 20 mil, the next nine that sells is probably 13. And then an eight might go to three and four mil. I mean, anything is possible with it. What I'm hopeful of, just as we talk about it, is that it's going to set a record. It's going to be news. It's going to be newsworthy. And my hope is, like we talk about all the time, right, is that there's more people who come into the market. There's more money that comes into it, whether it's institutional money or retail money. Well, I, I'm hopeful that more money comes in, more people are involved, and that's good for the entire space. It's good for fractional. It's good for you know all the auctions. It's good for all of the people who are in this before that new money comes in. Um, you know, no matter what, this thing is selling for a record price. Um, you know, memorabilia-wise, same thing. Collectible has some interesting memorabilia, some, you know, some one-off pieces. We saw, um, you know, we saw the, um, you know, what happened with the, the Muhammad Ali belt. There's a Babe Ruth bat that's in the same heritage auction that's already, uh, I think it's at $1.6 million and it's not done yet. That will set a record. It already has. When it closes, it will be the record price ever paid for a game used bat. So it will also, in addition to that mantle, it will also shine a light on the game used memorabilia, the, you know, the sneakers and the jock straps and whatever else is out there that collectible has these high end, you know, um, you know, memorabilia pieces as well. People will, will, will not only see that a, a Mickey Mantle baseball card sold for a record price, but a Babe Ruth bat, a game used bat sold for a record price for, uh, you know, for a game used bat. So interesting to watch. I love when these things happen, you know, it just sets new high marks. It sets another target for somebody else, you know, who knows if now a higher end Honus Wagner card doesn't come out of the woodworks and somebody tries to sell that and, and, and try to set another record as well. So it's, um, you know, it's fun time. It definitely is. And you get the you know combination of that and you get the sports starting up again. Um, you know, Josh Allen starts a fun of tear and all of a sudden everybody's going for his cards. It's, you know, a lot of different ways to play it. I will tell you from our standpoint, I'm sticking around with, you know, some of the cards that we purchased, some of the cards that we have in, you know, the Clementes, the Hank Aarons, those kind of things, because, um, you know, right now the liquidity, you know, the way that it is, um, I'm looking for stuff that if I have to, I'm fine holding for a little bit of time. Um, you know, I don't see them having, you know, downward moves the same way something a little more modern might. I love it. It's a little bit of a shorter episode here because there's not a ton of IPOs and not a lot of new stuff. Nope. I imagine uh, as we head into the, the 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 final, you know, four months of 2022, we'll, we'll get a lot more clarity and direction on how the card market's going. Will there be more IPOs? Will there be buyouts? Right? Want yep. to increase the supply on collectible? I would say comparatively to the bull market, Right now, supply of collectibles is very small. There's been a lot of buyouts, and there hasn't been a lot of uh, IPOs in the last 12 to 18 months. So it's interesting, right? Like, there's not as many. There's only one Tatum card, for example. There's probably yep. a little bit less LeBron's. There's not as many Mahomes. So now investors have less to choose from, and will that impact prices? We will find out. Any final words, Cage? Yeah, I mean, listen, one of the items in our portfolio is a LeBron. 
you know, if there's one thing, not just the, what we're trading off, there's one thing I would tell you to look at, guys, if you're, you know, looking to get in on anything in collectible or anywhere else, it's try to find something that hasn't come up for sale 14 times in the last, you know, 12 months and, and it's not coming up for sale. Don't look at Golden's preview. Look at the auctions that are coming down the pike. You know, try to find something that is not being sold every month because when sub is sold every month, you know, there are easy comps for it. There are easy numbers on it. And also the price tends to kind of be on the lower side because you're, you know, you're seeing it all the time. It's not rare. It's not scarce. The, the, you know, the items that do well on, on a fractional are things that aren't for sale. Part of the reason why the LeBron that I picked was that, you know, the essential, right? The essential credentials, one, the, you know, the one that's out of 102. I don't remember the last time I saw one of those sell. Who knows when the next time will be? And when next time one comes up, because it hasn't come up for a while, you might get a couple, three, four people bidding for it because they want to add that into the LeBron collection. Those are the type of items I like to try to be in. Um, just kind of, you know, the overall one to take it home. That's it. Thanks, Love everybody. Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.